now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to Shout Out. I'm Ali Shorten. And I'm Stuffy Barnett. Today on the show, a bit of Miri. Uh, Saski talks to the LGBT singer-songwriter. The show must go on. Oh, it's a heavenly must. Uh, Stefan Hans talked to the fundraising team. And News Extra. With the lovely Terry uh, and the rest of the team. Take an in-depth look at all your latest uh, LGBT plus news stories. All today, right here on Shout Out. See, I could just listen to the back of it. Like, so, and, and by the way, I've broken my promise. I did say I would find something new this year, but what we're changing jobs and everything, I just haven't had a chance yet. So, but I'll, I'll have a look for something. So, uh, hello, Rose. Hello. It's nice to have you join us. Yes, I'll see it. How, how, when was I here last? A couple of weeks ago or something similar. I don't know. Was it, was it January? Or, oh, I was going to say, that, yeah, that was... <laughs> no, that, I was. was. <laughs> I did the news with Terry. I did the news with Terry so, three weeks ago, I think it was. And, uh, speaking of which, yes. hello, lovely man, how are you? Oh, me? Yeah, That's you. That's very kind of you to say so. That's well. I'm it's only Steph I take the Mickey so out of. You know, you know the rules. I mean, it's like you know. I mean, uh, I'm delighted to be here. <laughs> and so. um, we're delighted that you're wearing your string vest for tonight, Terry. <laughs> yeah, trendsetting. Oh, yeah, the comments I'm we had tra- on last week's show. My God. Yeah, I've heard all about the string vest. <laughs> I am meant to set off a new fetish trend. Him and Matthew. Him and Matthew are, are trying to convince Andy. Um, and, and I think they might be winning because I'm pretty sure that's what I can see on Andy's sofa behind his webcam. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no string vests here. So, um, was, I was just going to say, wasn't it in um, Space, uh, the track by Space, um, that talks about the guy with the string vest in it? Um, oh, gosh. The track that's got oh, uh, Mr. Miller, he's a the local vicar, he's a serial killer or something like that. Oh. Is the line. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> don't, know, don't know that. It's, it's, it's a very famous 90s song by Space. That sounds very I do, sexy. I do love your links, but they're often very tenuous, you know. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, I, 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 like my music, I like my bits of music and my musical references, you see. So it comes out occasionally. It's part, it's part of the mad world of Andy. Okay. And how are you, my lovely Steph? Are you all right? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm not wearing knotted hanky yeah. on the head look. Yeah, well, it's better than a string vest. I find it catches the nipples when you're trying to take it off. <laughs> Rose, Rose, have you ever known anyone that wears a string vest? In fact, we ought to ask the audience too. Really, does think, anyone yeah, out there I think wear my one? Dad, my dad used to. Yeah, my yeah. dad did. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you or someone you know owns or wears a string vest, take a photo um, and tweet it to us, or send it to us on Facebook um, or studio at shoutoutradio.lgbt. I'd love to know how many of our listeners know of someone or themselves own a, a string vest. So um, you never know. We might we might do a, a whole thing this summer and everybody buy, buy like string vests for Pride or something. You know? Can you actually buy them? 
I don't know. I have no I, idea. I thought, no, you could, I thought you could knit you them could for us, <laughs> Well, m- maybe we could get some factory that's not doing a lot now and get them to make us. Um, I mean, yeah. I've got the perfect song for you to do it to later on because I've got the, uh, the Wellerman, which is stuck in everyone's head across the world at the moment. So, But we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that one later. So. Um, I, uh, anyway, I have um, an issue. I have an issue, Andy. Well, we know. The logo, yeah. the logo on the string vest. I'm having problems. Oh, what? The chef's logo? <laughs> yeah, I, I was just say maybe it looks if one more like of our listeners an old digital clock. So, <laughs> if if one of our listeners is bored during lockdown, maybe they could make us a string vest. You must oh, be able to buy them. We'll have to have a Google. I've just I've just had a look. I've just had a look actually whilst you've been chatting. So great, this is the latest news. There's quite a number right. for sale. Oh <laughs> and, really? And Don't cheapest, tell me. Marks and oh, Spencer's the cheapest race. comes in at no, the cheapest comes in about five pounds from Wish, but there are other resources available. Obviously, I was say. British Thermals. They're selling one. eBay's even got a few. There we go. Because it is. It's under. It's like uh, like underwear type stuff, isn't it? It's designed for thermal. It is. It's to, uh, but I always think of someone like like lying on the beach, looking like you know they're, they're getting a fishnet suntan. It's I must say, I must with, say with a knotted hanky. <laughs> yeah, the ones that are shown on Wish them. are very sexy. I'll see if I can show you a picture. For sexy men wearing them. Oh, that's, nice. that's, well, that's what they do, isn't it? So. Yeah. Anyway, right. I'm going to cut. I'm going to cut you all off right now because um, we need to um, pop over and catch up with Saski, who's talking to. Is it perhaps Miri? Miri. 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 So have a listen to this. Back in a minute. Hey everyone, welcome to my Shout Out Radio Sasky 5. And this is the first interview of 2021, folks. So it's quite exciting, quite exciting. And I'm really excited on that note to introduce a good friend of mine who is also singer, songwriter, activist, and all round amazing person, Miri, to the show. Hey, Miri, how are you doing? Hey, thanks for the intro. I'll pay you later. <laughs> I love my, I love it. I always, you know, I love bigging people up. But yeah, it is good like that, isn't it? You are an all-round amazing person. Um, like I said, you Thank know, you. singer, songwriter, activist. You, you also, you know, you're the curator for Diversity Platform, um, which where you also interview. Uh, fellow musicians and obviously promote new music um, and as a musician yourself you know currently we are still in the pandemic unfortunately yeah as a musician people have been you know many people including myself have all been hit by it one way or another particularly yep. um, but I want to talk about you know your recent article in the Guardian where you was interviewed uh, talking about ethical streaming because as a result now you use Sonstream as a platform yeah that yeah that's right um i mean i still use the bigger platforms but i found out about sunstream a few months back and just felt why not explore this um and basically as an artist you upload your music um whoever streams it whoever streams your music you get money uh directly so whereas with larger platforms um i could have people streaming my music but i won't actually see the the money for that um with sunstream i do so it's it's i mean i'm not at a point where i can buy a house or anything but it it was definitely a really nice surprise um just to try this platform out and then it turned out to be actually um 
just really beneficial. Yeah. So, so with that, I want to talk about Find Your Voice Tease. So can you tell us a bit more about that? Yes. Um, so I launched uh, my Find Your Voice T-shirts on a platform, another platform, loads of platforms. Um, this one's called Teespring. Um, and again, it's it's a great it's a great place where instead of having to to buy merchandise up front, um, you upload what you've created. Um, people can order any size, and then you you know once that's all paid, you get your your percentage. Um, and and yeah, the idea about finding your voice is it's not easy to to uh, find our voice in the world. And so the idea of these T-shirts is to um, encourage people to uh, to empower themselves to, to use their voice uh, in everyday life because that is a challenge. And it's something that um, I still find difficult at times, but I feel very inspired by so many incredible um, initiatives like Loud Women or artists like Patti Smith. Um, um, and in fact, it was it, the the T-shirts were inspired by um, like bands like Bikini Kill and artists like Patti Smith, who really inspire me to to keep finding my voice and mental health as well. Struggling, especially with my sexuality for so many years, not being able to be my true true self. All those emotions, everything that you want to express, it all you know, it, it, it all is basically uh, repressed and that's not healthy for your heart or your mind um, or living day to day. So, yeah, it, it's on so many levels why finding our voice in the world is very important. How would you describe your music to new listeners? Um, I guess genre wise, I'd say uh, soulful pop and lyrically, um, I guess just what you said, really, I, I, I just yeah express what I need to what I express what I'm feeling and what what's in my mind and and what I need to say and that can be to do with love um political environment uh and and mental health as well and and exciting news LGBT history uh, month is coming up in February uh, and you are performing you have a gig coming up um, yes so it's at the in the comfort of your own homes it's going to be 27th of February uh, 5 p.m till 6 p.m and uh, myself and a good friend of mine who's an artist Chloe Hawes we're both going to be doing a Facebook uh, live gig that will be on my Facebook which is forward slash Miri official uk um miri lastly as always tell people tell me where people can find you and follow you uh, online sure um if you head to my website miriofficial.com uh, that has all my links uh, otherwise you can find me on my socials it's usually at miri official uk miri keep up your amazing work i'm so pleased with you know just like i say keep doing the great things people go out and buy those t-shirts find your voice we all need to find our voice particularly in the current pandemic so that we can keep going so positive vibes and thank you very much miri thank you Shout out LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Uh, something Steph's. That's Good Girl by Alice Shaw. <laughs> I'm a good girl, I am. <laughs> Is that what I
I'm impressed you bought a t-shirt for uh, our interview. I know, right? Yeah, I but like aren't they special? A lot, yeah. Um, that's coming up shortly. We've got news up first. Um, but then, um, yeah, you talk to the organisers uh, of the show must go on. And I won't lie, I, I think their merch is really cool. It is. Yeah. yeah. That'd be one that's close to Rose's heart too, because she'll kind of like. Yes, it stuff, would. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? I, missed, um, I, I saw the T-shirt, which I loved. Yeah, it's for a, a charity for people who've been put out of work through theatre. Yeah. Uh, yes, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the show must go on. Yeah, there are guests um, coming up uh, very shortly. Um, in the meantime, though, um, uh, Terry and Rose um, uh, have some news headlines for us. Uh, let's uh, find we out do. what's going on in the world. <laughs> This is Shout Out News Headlines on Thursday the 28th of January. Interim Head of Policy at the National HIV Charity, the Terence Higgins Trust, Richard Angle, looks ahead to 2021 in his January blog post, which you can read in full on the organisation's comprehensive website. He anticipates a large uptake for HIV testing week in February, which kicks off on Monday the 1st, the same day, of course, that LGBTQ History Month starts. He also hopes for more secure financial backing for PrEP, the course of HIV meds that can prevent the spread of the virus. The far-right government in Hungary, known for its increasingly dangerous hostility towards LGBTQ people, gypsies and cultural minorities, has been slammed by human rights groups across Europe. After forcing the publishers of a children's storybook to print a disclaimer within its pages that it contains content which is supposed to be inconsistent with traditional gender roles. The Guardian newspaper in the United Kingdom reports that the two LGBTQ groups, Lasbris and Hattie, will work together to try and sue the government over this decision. The LGBTI network of the Green Party has joined an all-party network of MPs and activists calling for the government to commit to their previous undertaking, made in 2018, to formally prohibit conversion therapies in the UK. The Green Party says conversion therapy is a pseudo-therapy aimed at changing someone's sexual orientation or gender identity from undesired, LGBTQIA+, to desired, that is, heterosexual, allosexual and cisgender. It lacks any scientific basis. Sorry, excuse me. Professor Judith Baker, advocate in cross-cultural feminism and expert on political philosophy, has written for the progressive newswire Common Dreams on the psychology of Trumpism. As the United States takes, takes stock of the last four years of the most controversial president... She considers how the masculinist refusal to acknowledge COVID-19 deaths, let alone mourn them, is bound up with the white supremacist indifference to the minority communities most affected by the pandemic. The Royal College of Psychiatrists which has for nearly 200 years represented that profession nationally, says that it is implementing an equality action plan for the next three years. Inspired by the recent awareness of racial and other discrimination that has seen protests across the democratic world, the college has committed to dialogue and campaigning on all equalities fronts. They have said that they will seek to sign up to Stonewall's Workplace Equality Index. 
The left-wing weekly socialist worker condemns a new planned law in the government's legislative agenda, which will make intentional trespass a criminal offence and and impose fines for up to £2,500. The paper says that the law is is aimed at interim communities such as travellers and will be used to harass an already oppressed minority. And finally, greetings to LGBTQ pagans, Wiccans, followers of Celtic traditions and Druids, as a festival important to all these spiritual paths falls on Monday, the 1st of Feb. It's called Imbolc. Our friends at the Glastonbury-based pagan shop Goddess in the Green Man note that for ancient Ireland, Wales and Cornwall, this would be the start of the lambing season and thus an important harbinger of the spring to come. The original word Imbolc literally means in the belly in Prithonic, which is the ancestor to the modern modern Irish Gaelic tongue. That is, all is pregnant and expectant as the year comes to life. Paganism, of course, we should point out, is not a unified religion any more than Christianity is, but it's a descriptor deriving from the Latin term for from the fields. Pagans are followers of a wide variety of earth-centred religions native to Africa, Europe and the Middle East. Important branches of pagan belief that have a special resonance for LGBTQ people include goddess worship, which is popular with some lesbians, and the cult of Antinous and similar homoerotic paths which resonate with many gay and bi men. For Shout Out News, I've been Rose France. And I've been Terry Starr. Shout Out News. National and international LGBT news for you. Shout Out. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Gosh, Steph. The bum bum. <laughs> yeah, it'd help if I unmuted you. But sorry. <laughs> I'm not doing it again. <laughs> oh, it I'm not so singing along too. again. <laughs> when I go boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Andy looked so disenfranchised with that. Oh, <laughs> oh that was a bit gravelly. My, my, my dainty little throat. <laughs> but you're so nervous, Andy, you know that. It's... True, true. <laughs> I, I, I'll get you to sing some Wellerman after the next, next bit. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, Steph, uh, this one's very much your one. Um, this is um, something that's very close to my heart too, because I love theatre, and I and I won't lie, I am so missing it. Uh, well, and a lot of others are, but of course, it's hit the people within the theatre, especially those self-employed people who haven't got help, like our somebody who's very close to us, indeed, Rose. Yeah, Rose making a fat, sad face that no one can see, <laughs> other oh, than we, you guys. <laughs> no, we have a magic microphone that the listeners with special um, headphones can actually see in front of them. And now I'm going to hold myself up in oh. front. Now Very I am wearing, place. I am wearing, uh, yes, yes, and I've yeah. I've contributed to the charities that mm. um, that uh, this charity is supporting. Uh, this called the show must go on. Yeah, it does sound like a brilliant one. Have a listen to this. Right, lockdown one, lockdown two, lockdown three, and the. 
people who entertain us, that's radio, television, and the theatre. Freelancers in all those three areas have been suffering. They've had no help from the government throughout any of the lockdowns. And when you think about the joy that the theatre gives us, it, it just beggars belief that they haven't had the help. So what a lot of people have been doing within the theatre is actually getting their hands dirty and actually raising funds for themselves. Now, two people who have sorted that and actually donating to other charities, Damien and Chris. Thank you for joining us today to talk to us about the amazing work you've been doing. The co-founders of the show Must Go On and the Theatre Support Fund. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Thank you uh, for coming to speak to us today. Basically, going with what Steph was saying, um, could you tell us a bit about what you what you have both been doing, um, why you've been doing it, and how it's going? So we set this um, we set this campaign up in April. We started working on it. Me and Damien have been friends for a really long time, um, and we were trying to think of you know something to do to be useful while lots of people were making scrubs and making visors and mm. making masks and all those things that people were doing. Um, and we tried to come up with an idea of something to do to help people who were you know struggling during this pandemic. And we came up with the idea of something to raise some money for some theatre charities, which is the industry we've both worked in for our entire working life um, and after a bit of chatting we came up with the idea of maybe we try selling some t-shirts to raise some money um, and yeah Damien can explain a bit about how we came up with that idea. The idea came about uh, while we were Chris, me and Chris were having a conversation about some uh, Tiger King t-shirts that Chris was looking at on Etsy <laughs> and you know we, we sort of came up of we sort of decided that you know obviously people you know these kind of comedy t-shirts people were finding very popular and yeah. you know we then kind of moved on to the discussion that charity t-shirts in the thing you know comic relief do charity t-shirts those kind of things people you know they are a popular you know a popular charity um, item and then we were kind of talking about ideas and one of our very first ideas was was the, the you know the term the show must go on which is a phrase which is you know so sort of with it with our industry um, and so we came up with the idea at first of uh, the show must go on with in the in the Les Miserables font on a t-shirt but then we very quickly realized that there's a lot of shows and maybe doing you know 18 t-shirts 18 different t-shirts with different shows on it might be uh, quite you know quite difficult quite a challenge so we sort of settled on the idea of maybe if we took sort of letters from the logos of of the biggest musicals in the West End and you know there was a kind of uh, there was a process of kind of looking at different shows and like sort of moving things around and you know some of the first versions of it weren't that great um, and then we we kind of you know we finally we took some elements from certain things as so the come from away logo has a globe as part of their logo mm. and the book of mormon show logo has a doorbell and once we kind of found these sort of very distinct things you know these sort of bits that are very distinct in their logos and are quite well known within the theater industry and the theater world we 
the sort of design settled in place. It's a brilliant design and it actually popped up on my Instagram adverts. Um, that's how I became aware of what you were both doing. And Phoebe Waller-Bridge uh, beautifully modelled it. And I thought, wow, what is that about? Like, what a brilliant <laughs> T-shirt on a brilliant um, and very talented person. So I clicked the link and had a look. and I was like, right, I've got to get one of those. And then I showed some other people and they wanted them too. Because it is such a unique and uh, a creative and very theatrical design. And it really stands out. And when I Googled the actual saying, the show must go on, you're the second link to come up. Uh, so got, it's so clever. We've <laughs> got a very good guy helping us with our, he set up very early, making sure that if you typed in the show must go on or theatre fundraising t-shirt, yeah. we had some very good Google analytics <laughs> or whatever you call it. I think the technical word is that, That's that right, makes yeah. that happen, which is really good. I mean, we like Damien was saying, so we, we really very quickly that um, you were going to sell more of these things and we were going to raise more money mm. if there was you know if it was something that people actually wanted to buy rather than just a t-shirt that yeah. you know that says the show must go on but this or having all of these shows gives it a sort of unique selling point I suppose or a unique thing that that people are really interested you know these shows have massive followings yes. massive a massive amount of fans and people love the theatre industry so bringing all of those graphics together in one place mm. you as we discovered very quickly and much quicker than we imagined there's a big big you know there's a big amount of people that want to support these shows that love them that love the theatre and you know are willing to help with the campaign which has been fantastic it is fantastic and I think you know first and foremost it's the people within the theatre theatre companies so behind stage in front of stage and all the things that we we don't even really know about that goes on for a show to go on um, have been impacted massively by lockdown but the the second kind of people in line are, are those people who who live for theatre in regards to going to see it and I have a lot of those people in my life who would go to several shows a year and would also go to the same show many times and the Book of Mormon Wicked the Lion King they were three of the top ones you know those people went to go and see and I think for families um, and for young children they have felt a huge loss this this last year and it's about that community coming together and recognising what has been lost and how that's impacting people but with what you're doing you're you're bringing so many different things together and you made a really good point about the t-shirt because it is a t-shirt that so many people have wanted and a lot of people collect the merchandise so yeah, you guys absolutely. have brought more merchandise which no, is uh, absolutely and it's you know we've we've had lots of people send us pictures of the poster on their bedroom wall amongst their you know and it and it's sat amongst all of the other shows you know mm. we've got pictures of our show must go on logo next to the wicked poster and the yes. Juliet poster and the company away poster and it has you know and i think that was the that's the unique thing that it had mm. was the ability to bring all of those shows together very much so and, i read a lovely know, make something that people wanted yeah but yeah re- and it really really is and um just me showing a few people they've all said right i'm buying that you know and it, and it isn't just it isn't just about supporting you guys that is the first thing that they want to do but also it's the other charities um such yeah. as the fleabag support fund and i was reading a wonderful quote by phoebe waller bridge where she actually uh, mentioned how much you've raised could you tell us a bit about that yeah as, as chris said we it snowballed quite fast from what we were expecting you know in our first on our first day we had sort of ordered 600 t-shirts because we and we you know we were like maybe we'll sell these and we had ordered 6000 by the end of the first day um, wow and that and that has kind of spiraled onto i think we're we're now sitting at about over 600,000 pounds that we've raised yeah that is absolutely for, uh, phenomenal for the three yeah. charities, and we've we've sent out something like f- about fifty-seven or fifty-eight thousand parcels. Flip. 
flipping out. You guys oh, have yeah. been busy. We have been busy, and I've taken <laughs> each one of those to the Hermes depot and put them on the conveyor belt. <laughs> oh, bless you. <laughs> that in itself is dedication. No, don't, ruin know, it. right? don't ruin it for me, guys, because I've got visions of you borrowing Santa's elves to do this. <laughs> We've, we've got a team of really great people that have been with us since the beginning, all from across the across the theatre industry. Mm. Um, we've got a really good mix of people that help with the packing. Um, we've got stage managers, we've got lighting people, we've got chore- we've got um, choreographers, we've got performers. Mm. We've had Mrs. Brill from Mary Poppins packing ticket T-shirts. Of we've had who else? We've got Dar- Darren's there today, who's the associate choreographer on um, on Back to the Future when that reopens. We've got Dale there today packing T-shirts who's the associate lighting designer on Anne Juliet. Um, we've got a team of people that all live locally mm. to where, because we're, we're based we're based at my, uh, at the the props company that I run, mm. we've, we've based it there because obviously there wasn't, there weren't any need for any props sure. during lockdown. <laughs> we've got a little bit, we're now doing some work there, but so we've got a team of people that live locally to here so that they could walk mm. so that we weren't having people coming on public transport, whatever, which felt quite important and still feels important so that people could come. And it's actually given that all of those people a focus and something to do as well. Cause mm. as much as people are missing it, you know, people that are used to being really busy suddenly haven't got any structure in their day in the same way that a lot of people in a lot of industries so Mm. it's actually given these people something to do and they've been you know and still being part of the industry and still being surrounded by people that work in theatre which I think is what a lot of people have really missed and exactly Um, exactly and what a great way to do it and and yeah exactly and it's also a way of uh, continuing that creativity and about putting your some real thought into doing something to to help such an important part of of society really we believe it or not Damien and Chris we are coming to the end of the interview <laughs> it has oh, gone really? wow. I know it's gone by so quick um, and it really is a, a wonderful thing that you've been doing with a, with an amazing team of people um, so before we end the interview could you tell us how people can get in touch and how people can access the merchandise um, and Twitter and those sorts of things please so you can uh, visit our website which is www.theatresupportfunds.co.uk um, and on there is the full range of uh, Show Must Go On merchandise. It's not just T-shirts. We do T-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and mugs and notebooks. Basically anything. There is something for everyone on Boy. there. Um, and then we are at Theatre Support Fund on Instagram and Theatre underscore support on Twitter. That's absolutely fantastic. And can I say, as somebody who's purchased a hoodie and a T-shirt and who has friends who've done the same, um, I'm now looking at getting uh, more as gifts and some mugs as well. It really is um, beautiful, beautiful um, stuff. It, and, you know, like we were saying earlier, it's not it's not just it's not just merchandise. <laughs> it's the show must go on merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Um, just and to say to the listeners, obviously, the, you can't see it, but all our show promos um, on Twitter, Facebook um, and on the show notes which go up on our website um, it will have pictures of the um, the merchandise yeah. so you can actually see how wonderful a design this is and it is you look at it and it's like oh I want <laughs> it's <laughs> that's good so that was the desired effect <laughs> well it's had that and um, and obviously it's proven successful and thank you so much for joining us Fab thank you Damien Chris thank you thank you have a great year bye for now for more information about shout out radio visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt shout out lgbt radio for you 
Right, I will warn you in advance, if this song doesn't get stuck in your head, there's something wrong with you. The Shout Out Podcast. Oh, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> what a was, um, Yeah, was um, that from Captain Pugwash? No, that's... There's, mm, if, no. If, no, no, you see, you're going to show your age here very, very quickly, because this is um, a humongous international Twitter thing. Uh, sorry, uh, TikTok thing that's gone on. Um, and it was actually made famous by um, a group of people here in, in Bristol um, who sang it, who were called something like the Sea Shanties or something like something like that. Um, and that version you just heard there is by a guy called, uh, a guy called Nathan Evans, who's actually Scottish, um, and sang his part, stuck it on TikTok, and then over the course of time, lots of different people added their own onto it, and it became a humongous great hit, and they've remixed it, and he's now signed with a record label, and, and both the original Bristol crew um, and uh, Nathan Evans are in the charts. And Nathan's is so successful, it's number one at the moment. Um, and that oh. is the remix, and the remix is number two. <laughs> oh. So, um, <laughs> but it, it is one of those that you hear it, and it's just like everywhere you go, like, oh, I can't get that song out of my head. I can't get it out that's of my go head. Down well. When the clubs reopen, that'll be. Yeah. I'll be kicking in the so, um, Andy we're we'll waiting for a rendition at the end of the show please <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was going to say unfortunately we're going to rendition although it does remind me of growing up because obviously growing up in, in Devon you get a lot of the sort of sea shanties from Cornwall yeah. and um, Coast well apparently so. because of lockdown they're a huge hit and, and everybody's back to doing sea shanties these days if you're in, on TikTok there are just millions of them so um, yeah yeah, well, well worth well, checking out busy. So. Um, anyway, um, I'm digressing quite a lot. I just thought I'd sit that in there for a bit of fun. And what was quite nice was to see <laughs> you all, all, all in the webcams dancing around. And <laughs> Terry, Terry, you need to watch your nipples in that um, uh, string vest and you're going to dance like that next time, mate. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the image you create for our listeners. Or take it, take a leaf out of what Steffi's done. She's got plasters on hers. <laughs> See, I'm in front of the curve. <laughs> the plasters, plasters are the next fashion item. Yes. So, now uh, this is um, our show where we take some of the news stories that have been hot topics and um, talk oh, about yes. them in a lot more detail. Um, thanks yes. to the lovely Terry who um, uh, does a lot of research and sends it to us. Um, and I think we're, we're kind of um, doing a lot of American stuff this time, aren't we? Because, of course, Joe Biden is now the president of the US. I'm not going to number 46. anything about Trump and the fact he's being impeached again. And, um, and that um, yes. yeah, the first thing that um, uh, Biden had to do was write so many executive orders. He also set a world record for that, no. too, didn't he? And Indeed. it was all, of us, all of Trump stuff. So, But there we go. And, and in the last day, uh, so we've actually had, uh, I know, CNN and ABC News were reporting yesterday that um, there's a, a, a big drive now on climate change. They're going to be putting executive orders through. But one of the first things that he did... Mr. Oh, Biden well, they're, they're rejoining, was, um, aren't they? The um, the whole the Paris Climate Accord. The Paris agreement. Climate Accord, yes, exactly. Um, and, which, uh, for well, those uneducated, them. is not anything to do with Paris that just happens to be where it's held. Where they I've first signed it. Yeah. <laughs> see, see lots of myths around we're trying to do something for the climate in Paris. That's not true. 
But okay. one of the first things that President Biden did was issue an executive uh, in order for federal legislation to bar discrimination against LGBTQ people in any area of the law. So they're reinterpreting laws that are already on the statute book, but uh, Mr. Trump's administration interpreted very differently. So uh, to all the executive agencies of the federal government, they've issued an instruction to review all existing orders, they say, regulations and guidance documents in order to ensure that there is a prohibited discrimination on the basis of gender identity or sexual orientation. That's according to LGBTQ Nation. Did anyone watch the inauguration of President Biden? Yes. Yes. It yes. was very interesting to see to see it all happening, um, and also that it was that it was very successfully done and actually very tastefully done, um, with lots of social distancing and sort of mm-hmm. see, seeing old presidents sort of being a bit like a sort of a, a group of old friends meeting up. Um, minus <laughs> a particular in, uh, one person was completely snubbed him, didn't he, Trump? He was like, no, yes. I'm off to Florida. You're on your own. Which I believe hasn't been done in possibly a century. Yeah, uh, over a century. Of, yeah. Of presidential, yeah. Um, now, very interesting also, of course, is the vice presidency. See, is Kamala Harris is the vice president. Oh, yes. The and Nash- I like her. Nash- I think she's brilliant. She, yeah. yeah, the Nash- National Centre for Lesbian Rights in America says she represents presents the first woman ever with the title vice president but also the first black woman and the first south asian woman to hold the position this is going to provide they say a perspective we've never had in that role before so really groundbreaking stuff mm. Mm. yeah but but again yeah. i mean biden just seems to be be so kind of like i don't want to say left wing but he's, he's so kind of you know how I would expect a president to be these days, if that makes sense, you know. Um, I mean, he's even hasn't he also um, removed the ban on trans people in the armed forces over there as well as one yes. of his presidential things. That couldn't have come sooner. I mean, if you read what, what Trump's um, administration has said about the fact that they didn't want their armed forces wasting time and thousands of dollars on um, trans people being in the military, it was just so derogatory. Um, and it was really nice. I, I read about um, the fact that Biden, he said exactly the same thing again. He was like, if you can serve in the army, we need you in the armed forces. So it doesn't matter whether you're trans or not. That's kind of irrelevant. I was like, at last. Yeah. yeah he I, mean, gave, big forward. I, I don't know whether it's because he is um, overly left wing. I think that just in comparison to the last administration, it appears <laughs> that way. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I think, <laughs> yeah. Like the fact that it's just normal. But <laughs> I, the, th- the thing is, he's 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 being able to bring a different perspective. Yeah. Um, he d- he did a, a, an interesting um, sort of Q and A a couple of months ago, and he talked about LGBT rights. And when he did when he did that, I remember posting it on Twitter, and it was like this is a sensible human being talking to America and saying we need to accept people for who they are we need to stop putting up barriers Mm. to allow people to live and it's interesting Mm. because because he's also a Catholic so yeah. he's coming he at is. it from a very really? different perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a devout Catholic. Yeah. yeah, he attended mass before um, the before the inauguration. It was yeah. part of, part of the ceremony. It's quite interesting. Well, given what he's doing, that, that could be quite brown, groundbreaking across uh, America. It, it, you know. yeah. It's interesting but, but actually it's, that. Um, 
I was going to say Catholics in America tend to vote Democrat. Actually, they they tend to be sort of oh, on the political left, even, right. even though they may have differences with the Democratic Party on certain social issues. They tend to vote Democrat statistically. Yeah. Yeah. So so he he even I've heard his views on abortion, which is really interesting. I know that's kind of straying slightly into a different subject, but this was the big, the nub of of the matter for yeah. the. Um, for the Trump supporters and that sort of very right-wing Christian, that was the whole thing. And Biden has actually said, well, it's not actually my personal view that he's, you know, sort of, he doesn't want really to say his personal views on it. But what he said, he actually said, and I think this is amazing, this is amazingly groundbreaking, I think what he said, is he said, um, he said, who am I as a man to tell what to tell a woman what she should do with her body that was like okay yeah I mean you know no matter what he thinks he's just gone well actually well he's trying he's trying to represent all Americans isn't he and he knows that his own beliefs has to take just a a small step back you don't Mm. have to give up your beliefs to be empathic to other groups Mm. and he's doing that yeah. Very good yes. point. And, and it was, I also thought, you know, um, because um, with the whole kind of like corona um, pandemic that's going on, COVID-19, um, what was really good to see as well was he employed someone because they were the best in their field and could advise um, on it. And it just happened that, that person was a trans woman. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Um, very, not employed very for care. anything like yeah. that um, she is very well known and has an absolute ton of um, history behind her in the field and was just the right person for the job and it was great to see that that was not um, um, you know something that was reflected in the decision it was just yeah. that's the right person for the job which is how it should be if you ask me yeah, yeah absolutely no, I, don't, I don't want to um, force the subject on but talking of pandemics there was one thing I'd like to talk about which is the brand new series on channel oh. four ah, yes. Yes. it's yes. a scene by russell t davis of doctor who fame but brought back doctor who in 2005 and bought as queer as folk in 1999 this series talks about or follows a group of young gay people not exclusively gay but young mixed people confronting the AIDS crisis of the 1980s mm. as well as coming out and having a good life did we did we watch it and what did we think guys yes now I was going to yes. say um, I was going to say it's I, I was surprised to see him do it because I'm sure and correct me if I'm wrong I don't know you may even know the answer to this one Andy but um, I'm sure he said he was not going to cover this subject um, but now he felt the time is right or something yeah he, he said he felt the time is right and I think it's I think it's quite an interesting sort of thing to do because there are lots of people of the generation below most of us that are talking here at the moment who are in sort of who are in our sort of late 30s um, and 40s I'm in my late 30s I love you (laughs) (laughs) well we ain't please Um, but there's there's a whole generation below us that really don't know about 
HIV and AIDS and the effect that it had on the generation above us. Oh, no, hang on, hang on. I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily say that they don't know about it. I think they are. They've never had the perception of the awareness and fear that we had when we saw things like that tombstone advert. Yep. And you yes, know, yes. I, I remember when I first came out, you could see that there was like a gap in the population that was missing, but I just didn't know what it was because I was eighteen and naive. You know, and when you talk to people who were, you know, a couple of generations above, you were like, well, yeah, the 80s wiped out a huge swathes of gay people of that age um, in the 80s. Yeah, yeah and that, I think I should say that that tombstone of it was actually quite important for, for a lot of us. I remember seeing that being what probably about nine, eight, nine years old, because it was too. still on in the early 90s. And scared me that, to death. Yeah, and, and I remember that being very important even as I was growing older and sort of coming out um, sort of at 18, 19. That sort of, that makes you, it affects you quite a lot. Most people who are younger than us won't have seen that advert or don't have that connotation to that advert and how that affected our society and I suppose also those generations above us. Well, I've only watched the first couple of episodes, but having seen people who have... Uh, see the comments people have put on that have seen the whole thing, and I think Steph, you've you've seen the whole thing, but don't don't give any spoilers. I have. You, you basically you need a hanky for almost every episode, don't you? It's that hard hitting. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's very very hard hitting. There there are some some funny funny bits. You do laugh, but it's a bit like watching. I don't know whether you can remember programs like Mash, where yeah. yep. they could make you cry, but with yeah. a second you're laughing again. And Russell T Davis has managed that, and that's got to be. Mm so difficult around the subject matter I'm quite a fan of his I mean I, I remember watching Queer as Folk and I was just turning the age that was kind of like the, the centre point around it I mean I would have been as young as the younger character in it um, and you know he really hit the nail on the head back then and watching it now it's horrifying I'm like oh my god I can't believe we used to be like that but we we, <laughs> we, 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 we did just. Um, um, <laughs> you know um, but he just has yep. this knack in his writing and his storytelling of being that hard hitting without it being so in your face you want to turn it off and not watch it yeah, I think what's do you know what I think so interesting is the correlation between the sort of misinformation around AIDS and and HIV at the time, and the yes. misinformation around COVID nineteen and the vaccines yeah. and all of that. Yeah. So it is really quite. There was a lot of parallels, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the much. In fact, there was a, a podcast with Russell T Davis, and he actually said this pandemic, people will be writing plays about this making television about this in 50 years time because we've had similar horrors like families not yeah. able to say goodbye to loved ones and all this kind of stuff so yeah. it's really well, I, 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 I talked to some of the time. people the generation above um, uh, all, all, well almost all of us here sorry Steph don't mean that horribly um, <laughs> but they, they, they were like I, th this brings back so many memories of the AIDS pandemic they're like it's identical it was just less people cared because they thought it only affected gay people at the time yeah, or either yeah. drug users or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should also... Oh, sorry, Terry. 
I'm just going to say the music's fantastic as well exactly. because it was such it a great decade for oh, me. I just, yeah. watched, I just watched, oh, I meant to do that. I was going to play Gloria in the show tonight. Never mind, I'll do it next week. <laughs> but so. yeah, the, mu- the music is, fa- is fantastic and I think it sums up why high energy and stuff like that really hit the charts in the, in the early to mid 80s because it was the escapism. It was a way for people mm-hmm. to escape the horrors of what they were dealing with. Yeah. Well, you look at the soundtrack to Queer as Folk, phenomenal yeah. classics within yeah. He does choose them. He does choose them, does Russell hey. T. Davis. And just well, before, he's a gay just, man, he's... <laughs> just hey. He has a knack. Yeah. He's, also put, he's also put his neck on the line, his old Russell T. Davis, and he suggested that to Ollie Alexander, of course stars in this, could be, he'd suggest, a future Doctor Who. Oh. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he did bring back Doctor Who, didn't he? So yeah. He certainly did in 2005. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Thanks, guys. That was fantastic discussion. Mm. Brilliant. So, anyway, uh, that is it for another week. Um, still keeping you entertained and informed in this rather long, but I'm sorry to say, necessary lockdown. As always, if you want to check us out, get involved, or just grab another podcast, it's all online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Oh, my God, you said that. We're teasing it. Uh, next week. <laughs> We're kicking off LGBT Plus History Month. Uh, but from myself, Rose, Terry, Steph, and Andy, say bye bye, everyone. Bye. Shout out LGBT Radio for you.